Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. HD, it's Sound Off with Keith Murphy and John Sears featuring Andy Fails with What's Bugging Andy. Now, get ready to Sound Off. Well, it is Cyhawk Rivalry Week. I'm Keith Murphy alongside John Sears. And Saturday, if it goes like UCLA and Texas A&M, that'd be pretty entertaining. What a game. We were editing and writing scripts back there and AM's rolling. They're up 44 to 10 in the third quarter, and UCLA rallies to win. Josh Rosen, unreal the way he played. And there probably were, I, I didn't see it, but I'm imagining that on social media he was taking an overrated beating. Oh, yeah. The, the, the Pac 12 <laughs> is terrible. This is what the Pac 12 has to offer. They oh, wow. Win. What a game. 45 44. Uh, sound off now at 515 282 9010. The hot topic, you know it. It's Cyhawk Rivalry Week. The Hawkeyes shut down NFL prospect Josh Allen and cruised by Wyoming 24-3. Nate Stanley with three touchdown passes in his Iowa debut as a starter. And these aren't the 2016 Cyclones. Iowa State used defense early and offense late to easily handle UNI 42-24. It's the most anticipated Iowa-Iowa State game in years. Who's going to win and why? Give us a call, 515-282-9010. Let's sound off. People who say the Iowa-Iowa State football game should just go away, pay attention this week. No game, none, energizes our entire state like this one. Don't look too closely at the skilled trolling and lazy hate See what we see each year on RVTV. Everyone in Iowa picking a side, having fun. Yes, fan stereotypes of Cyclone as jealous little brother and Hawkeye as condescending superiority snob exist for a reason. But that's not most fans. And this year, we have our most anticipated Cyhawk showdown in years. 
Make no mistake, both sides care, both want it, both need it. And when I say both sides, I mean fans, players, and coaches. Matt Campbell is pulling a page right out of Dan McCarney's rivalry playbook. Campbell doesn't pretend this is just another game. It's not. He's going public by referring to Iowa as the team out east. This after Brian Ferentz questioned the recruiting methods of those guys in Ames. And you know what really burns my toast? Nothing. This is football. If I want worry, I can follow North Korea. If I want concern, look to Houston area. If I want perspective, there's Super B-Man, the Cyclones kid captain who needed surgery in Iowa City and had to miss the UNI game. Or the best new tradition in football, Hawkeye fans turning and waving to the sick kids at Iowa Children's Hospital, Super B-Man among them. It's Iowa's Super Bowl. And by that, I mean Cyclones and Hawkeyes. Let's do this. Let's do it, Keith. No doubt RVTV week is much more fun when both teams are 1-0. The Hawkeyes shut down Wyoming, Wyoming quarterback Josh Allen. The future top 10 NFL pick threw for just 174 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. I doubt he has a worse game the rest of the season. Credit the Iowa D. Josie Jewell is a bad dude. 14 tackles, two sacks, National Defensive Player of the Week. Note to ISU, get a hat on number 43. Nate Stanley, decent first start, nervous but settled down and threw three touchdowns. Two words, ball security. Noah Fant is the next big tight end star for Iowa. Big thanks to Nebraska for not recruiting the Omaha native very hard. Buttwad was pretty good in game one. 163 combined yards. More importantly, both Butler and Wadley averaged close to five yards a carry. Look for that to go up as the O-line gets healthier. Also look for freshman D-end A.J. Epinesa to get more and more snaps as the season goes on. 94 was constantly in the backfield. Iowa State took care of business as expected. Never a given against UNI. Willie Harvey and the defense were the surprise in a good way. Three INTs, two pick sixes. The D was the catalyst in the win. David Montgomery runs hard. I can see why Matt Campbell is so high on him. Averaged six yards a carry. He'll be trouble for all opposing defenses. Outside of the one bad interception, Jacob Park was solid. 271, two touchdowns. Bigger test on Saturday against the Hawkeye D. Park has plenty of options to throw to, including the best wide receiver in ISU history, Alan Lazard. Their size will cause matchup problems for a lot of teams. Offensive line gets an A- in week one. They'll need a repeat performance in week two. I love that I don't know what to expect. Some years I think I know Mm -hmm. what to expect, and I think I know what's going to happen, and I'm wrong. And what's the spread, one and a half? One, I think it started at three and went down to one and a half. It's basically a pick'em. Yeah. Uh, Scott is in Panora, where tomorrow we'll make our first RV TV tour stop of uh, 2017. Scott, what do you think about the Iowa Iowa State football game? Scott. Yeah. Go ahead, sir. Hey, this is Scott from Panora. I just want to make sure you guys know that the Cyclones will absolutely destroy the Hawkeyes tomorrow. Game is Saturday. Yeah, not tomorrow. Or do you mean oh, at you mean the, Saturday? No okay. Saturday. Okay, I thought maybe you meant yeah, at, maybe the, at, maybe at Lake Panorama. Yeah, like at a, a beach football game yeah. out there, Iowa fans against Iowa State fans. So uh, he is saying Scott and Panora, 
They're going to destroy them. Destroy them. That would, even expect that that would be a game. surprise to me. I'm not going to be shocked if too. Iowa State wins, but I'd be shocked if they destroyed them. Uh, Brett is in West Des Moines. Yeah, the Hawkeye defense looks too good to mm-hmm. me to be destroyed uh, this Saturday. Brett what, in West Des Moines, what do you think? What do you expect? Uh, I'm going to have to disagree with Scott and Panora, respectively, but I do believe they probably got an even keel this year based on what I've seen from both teams. Uh, thank you very much, guys. Go Hawks. All right. Yeah, he's calling it as a pick 'em, and that's what many of us want is a good game, or at least not knowing. So much more fun when both teams are unbeaten coming in, coming in and the fan bases are energized. Uh, Dodger Denny and Fort Dodge. Dodger Denny, I know you're a Cyclone fan. Do you think Iowa State will win? Hey, I got – hi, guys. First, I want to say, yeah, I got goosebumps on my goosebumps. Iowa oh. State going to win against the Hawkeyes. Go Cyclone. Thanks, guys. All right, Dodger Denny. I really think this game could come down to the line play. Uh, Iowa State's, as I mentioned, their offensive line played good against you and I, but Iowa's front seven, their D-line is really good, and those three linebackers with Jewel, Neiman, and Bauer played really well against Wyoming. They, they pressured Josh Allen all day long. The future top ten NFL pick was making bad decisions. If, if Iowa State's offensive line can keep the Iowa defense away from Jacob Park and he can have some time to throw the receivers, I think Iowa State could, could win this game. Seeing video here by Michael Admire and Randy Schumacher out shooting video in two locations. Michael did the double, went to both games. Um, yeah, the, the, the Hawkeyes got to take better care of the football. They turn yeah, it over four it times. Over. Yeah. They're not going to win in Ames. Iowa State is better than Wyoming. Time for lookalikes with a local connection, Old Spice, directs and judges. Adam, and he's on Twitter, at HawkHeartIowa. He says Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers with the new stash looks like the Simpsons' Ned Flanders, Old Spice. That's a winner right there, man. Look at that. Even has the green sweater on. Yeah, he dressed up for the part. Kent in Beaverdale says Hawkeye receiver Matt Vandenberg looks like former Hawkeye basketball player Luke Wrecker, Old Spice, never thought about it. Never have thought of that. That is a match. Nicely done, Kent and Beaverdale. Send your nominees to soundoff at whotv.com. This week had one big villain. It should have had two. We dropped the ball. It's What's Bugging Andy next. Follow us on Twitter at SoundOff13, television superstar and former SoundOff sub host Chris Hassel tweets, I've only seen snippets, but this is the first time in my life I'm actually worried Cyclones might be showing signs of becoming legit. Is that a compliment? We're trying to figure that out. I think it's a backhanded compliment. Colin writes, quarterback is a concern, a better team buries them, the Hawkeyes, given four turnovers. Defense is going to need to score to win league games. Defense looks good. What's bugging Andy this week? It's outrage at one guy, acceptance of another. Last week, many of us were delighted to hear the Hamilton Tiger Cats of the Canadian Football League had rescinded their job offer to Art Bryles. 
We didn't like the idea of this guy getting another chance, not after heading up a program at Baylor that routinely looked the other way on accusations of gang rape against its players. Bryles may not have done any direct harm to women on Baylor's campus, but he absolutely avoided any attempt to stand in the way of it. We were right to believe that Bryles should pay a steep price for enabling what investigators have called a rape culture at Baylor. But only two days before that, we'd fallen all over ourselves to watch, even cheer for, Floyd Mayweather. Now, Mayweather didn't oversee a program that abused women. He abused them himself with his own violent hands in front of his own children, and he's admitted to it. I'd guess that, by and large, we saw him as less of a villain than Art Bryles last week. The issue is not whether we hold some men to different standards. It's whether we hold some women to them. Is a woman assaulted by a boxer less important than a woman assaulted by college football players? The answer seems to be yes. Now, I watched that fight last weekend, and while I did cheer against Floyd Mayweather... I didn't stand against him and refuse to watch, and that's what I should have done. I'm Andy Fails, and that's what's bugging me. Thank you, Andy. RVTV starts Monday in Panora. Hopefully my so-called friends, like John Sears, will be nicer what? to me this year. I did not know this was happening. Well, seniority counts for little, apparently. <laughs> I, I, I was cleaning pie crust off my eyeball for the next several days. Ruined that shirt my wife gave me for the trip. That's a good shirt, too. Plus, you got to look at uh, my bald spot there because I was bent over. This is just humiliating. Uh, when we return, who's in your five? Some favorite RVTV memories, plus more of your live calls. Jeff in Des Moines, Sam in Norwalk, Matt in Ames, Craig in Ames, all waiting to sound off. Like us on Facebook if you like. Uh, Sound Off Nation, Danny writes, Stanley needs some super glue on his hands, but hopefully he'll improve. D was huge, but still not a fan of Parker's lack of blitzing. Just like last year, too many third and long conversions because no blitzing the quarterback. Thankfully, didn't hurt them today. Dennis writes, Iowa State will see a whole different level of defense next Saturday. You can count on that. Don't think one win over a FCS school has made ISU championship contenders, but a win is a win. Who's in your five RVTV memories? Some of them. At number five, uh, just a terrible memory, taking a soccer ball right to my face live in our 10 p.m. news. That's good video, though. Uh, supposedly an accident. At number four, Ed coming from behind to beat Cy in a live bar stool race. Now, in Cy's defense, he has oversized feet and limited vision. Uh, number four, number three, the Murph and Andy radio show interviewing Kirk Ferentz while seated next to a washer and dryer in McConnell's appliance section in Mount Air. <laughs> it's a good place to be. Uh, number two, from Albia, I was there to witness this FarmersOnly.com calendar shoot. Did they sell a lot of those calendars? Uh, they didn't sell any. It was oh. very uncomfortable. Really? And number one is the greatest moment in athletics history captured live when John No Shoes Sears bowled consecutive strikes while falling down in his socks. 
As in Greenfield, that, that it's still being talked about there. It's a great moment. I, I yeah. think they're going to hang your socks from the rafters. There. They should, and I, I'm going to autograph them uh, and get my name on the wall, but it's one of the top three moments of my I, life. I've yeah. never seen anything like it. Craig is in Ames. Craig, what do you expect from the game Saturday? Well, I think it's. I hope it's a good game. I'm a Cyclone fan. Um, if they play like they did yesterday, um, I, I think the defense is going to control this game. They both have good defense. Parks is doing a good job. Kind of got on line. I really think that Iowa State's going to win this one by, I'm guessing, 14. 14. Double-digit win. Wow. That would be a big win. Uh, Iowa State has uh, great skill position players, but um, Iowa looked pretty good, too. I I think this is a a toss-up. We'll make our picks later in the week. We have all week to talk about it, so no need to rush. Matt is in Ames. Matt, do you agree with the previous caller? This is a two-touchdown win for Iowa State? Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Why are we not talking about how well Iowa State has played? They gave up four turnovers to a top uh, first-round draft pick quarterback, and they had netted three points out of it. Well, we certainly have talked about it. Uh, the callers have it, but Iowa's defense was spectacular. Yeah, I, I, like I said earlier, that front seven I think is going to be the difference that Iowa State has to control the Iowa defensive line and 43. He's running wild all over the field chasing down Josh Allen. They have to control Iowa's front seven. National Defensive Player of the Week. They were really good. Josie Jewell was terrific. And keep in mind, Iowa's best cornerback, Rugamba, didn't even play. Yeah, so he'll be back along with Josh Jackson, who had had one of the interceptions against Josh Allen. Yeah, he played well, too. Mm -hmm. And uh, a couple of linemen missing in that rotating offensive line. Yeah, Daniels, the center, should be back. And uh, Boone Myers, kind of questionable still right now. The 2002 Cyhawk game, among the talking points for faceoff. That is coming up next, plus Jeff in Des Moines, Sam in Norwalk, live on SoundOff. Sound off at WHOTV.com. Given how the teams looked yesterday, ISU was clearly better in every facet. Cyclones have an advantage at every position. Iowa's offense is putrid. Defense was playing inferior opponent compared to Iowa State. ISU's offense is like nothing Iowa has seen. I'm taking the Cyclones 45-6. to Ryan in Ames. Ryan, what are you smoking? <laughs> I don't know. All right. Time for face-off, and it's rivalry week. Murph, most memorable Iowa-Iowa State football game. Well, two come to mind, John. 2002, the two best teams we've seen line up at the same time in this series. Seneca game. I was in the stands. Iowa dominated the first half, led 24-7. Yeah, I had picked Iowa State to win, so several Hawkeye fans were letting me hear it the entire first half. They got real quiet in the third quarter. Seneca and the Cyclones own the second half, cruised to a 36-31 win. Incredible. Only loss for Iowa of the regular season. Other game that comes to mind for me, triple overtime, 44-41 Cyclones. Yeah, the Steel-Jance game that day in 2011. Jance looked like the new Seneca. He wasn't, but... No one can take that game away. For for worst game, yes, Steel Jance. What a name. For worst game, there are many to choose from. 
In the Hayden Fry era, 15 straight wins by Iowa, many of, many of them in blowout fashion. Last year's Iowa win felt like it was from that era, it but did. for sheer awfulness from a fan standpoint, 1906 and 1910 both ended 2-0. One safety, that's it. ISU won in 1906, Iowa in 1910. What was it like at those games, Murph? All right, moving right along. Uh, best RV TV town. Uh, the one that took it to the next level, Albia. They really put the blueprint out there for a Cyhawk street party that fans love. Albia. Love Albia. They're tied at the top for me with Humboldt from two years ago. When a town runs out of bush light at 8.30 on a weeknight, you know that town party. And that town party. Mm. Over under, RVTV ballers, overrated, dudes in hot tubs, underrated, legit pool sharks. Legit? Legit. You sang Christmas shoes and lost the table. We lost it after like 40 straight. Oh, wait, tiny ref. <coughs> one minute, one minute. Let's keep it tight. What's wrong with tiny ref? Choking on something. Pants. Sixty-second sound off. One thought from each of you, uh, Jeff and Des Moines. What's going to happen? Hey guys, uh, first-time caller. Love your show. Thank uh, you. This Iowa Iowa State uh, game is going to be outstanding, as they always are every year. I'm still sticking with Iowa. And one of you two yahoos last week or the week before, didn't you say that Iowa was going to go zero and two going in? Not me. Not on this show. <laughs> not on this show. We, we did not have Iowa losing to Wyoming. I can guarantee you that. We both picked Iowa. So, no, wrong well, show. Sorry about that. Sam and Ames. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, man. So, here's the deal. Uh, Iowa, great team, Big Ten, good conference. But uh, it's all going to change on Saturday in Jack Trice Stadium. I All right, Sam in, the Cyclones. Sam in Norwalk is gone. Jason in Des Moines, you'll get the final word. Go ahead, Jason. Jason. What? Can't wait for Jason anymore. Oh. Don't forget about the delay. That'll do it for us. We are back next week. We hope you are too. We leave you with the sound off, send off. RVTV outtakes. Hope to see you on the road to the game.